podcast with your ever faithful host, Joel McDonald. That is me and my always very good friend, Kyra Morrison. How you doing, man? Ah, oh, yeah, not bad. I'm always, Lovely. I'm always your very good friend, am I? Yeah, absolutely, man. It's good Solidly. to know. It's good to know. It's, it's, <laughs> it's reassuring if that's the case. Noted. Yeah. Pop that down in the journal. I'll put it back in the notes for next week. Put it in the wiki. No wiki. <laughs> the dialogue options wiki. Um, cool. Awesome. Well, uh, I'm back in back in Melbourne this week. We're not in the same room this week, unfortunately. Um, but it was a lot of fun last week. I had a good time. We had some good material to work with, so that was that was helpful. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we had some good stuff to talk about last week. This week this almost little... feels like the opposite, honestly. Yeah, and it was like we had a bit of a build-up that was going to be something exciting. And yeah, anyway, we'll get to that soon. Uh, let's kick it off. Let's kick it right off. What have you been playing, Kyron? Well, honestly, what I've been playing is actually what you've been playing, Joel. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we have both been playing Meta- Me- Metroid Prime Federation Force. We have. Now, the, the game that nobody wanted. Sadly, this seems mm. to be the case. The sales have been pretty disastrous from what I've seen, which it's you just, know what? Yeah. It's a shame. It's a real shame. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, what we've what we've sunk into it so far has been incredibly fun. Um, yeah, like together we've probably played about like five or six hours or so. Yeah, I'd say so. And we've still got heaps left by from, from what we can tell. Like there's a lot of game there to play. Certainly is. So we'll, we'll start off with the not exactly negative but we'll we'll ground ourselves a bit where you can see it's going to get probably a little bit repetitive yeah absolutely um it it does often seem to come down to fighting waves of enemies but honestly Mm -hmm. with a friend there that's fun so who cares yeah and i mean if this was released on like a on like a home console it might like the the value of it might be a little have been tarnished a little bit more but being able to play this on a handheld console um, is awesome. It's mind-blowingly good. The, the fact that we can sort of sit wherever, like it's hang out in bed or whatever, like, you know, when we catch up, probably over packs, I'm sure we'll probably whip this one out because, we've got, you know, one of our other friends has picked it up as well. I'm sure we'll we'll visit it again and go back to it. Oh, hell yeah. Um, That's the benefit it, of it having the capability to play solo, local, mm, or online. Absolutely, yeah. It's it cool. sort of covers all its bases. Yeah, uh, yeah. So far, it's been a, a really good time, honestly. Um, yeah, this the breadcrumb trail they're laying with Samus kind of feels oh. like a little bit of a tease, like, and it's 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 getting like to the point now where it's very heavy handed. At first, it was like every few missions, it was like, all right, cool, yeah. Oh, they mentioned Samus. All right, it's like at the end of every mission now, like the briefing's just like, oh, Samus did this and helped you out, and we're like, all right, we get it. She's there. She exists in this universe. We. It, this is the thing. This is the thing that happens. I'm not sure if it was there the whole time, or if it was included a bit, you know, later in the development as like a knee jerk reaction to the negativity of the game was yeah. constantly being faced with. But I do agree, it's coming across a bit heavy handed at the moment. Yeah, it might back up a bit if we get a bit further. But yeah, the last few missions has basically been, hey, Samus said this, go and do that, and yeah, well, Samus helped here. This is what's happened. It's like, okay, look, I love Samus. This is cool. But if she's not the main character and you, you guys are determined to stick with that, maybe don't force her so much in. Like, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, I don't know. But the other big negative point that I have from it is the fact that there is no native voice chat in the game. That's so weird because there's an option in the menu. Which, yeah, there's an option in the menu to mute team audio, which 
I, I don't know how that works because there there is none built into the game, and I don't know if the 3DS has some sort of like app you can run, but you can't. There's no multitasking with the 3DS, I don't think. Anyway, so you no, can there isn't, r- and like it has run some, like, two programs built in, so I it, honestly don't know. And I thought it was going to happen because I remember back. I have a very fond and terrifying memory um, when I was away at uni many years ago. Uh, Ben, our very good friend of the show, he messaged me. We were playing Pokemon at the time. I think it was like Diamond and Pearl. And he said, hey, I need to evolve. I can't remember what it was. I need to evolve something. I need to send it to – I need to trade it with someone so I can evolve it. I said, yeah, no worries. Cool. So he's like, yeah, great. So uh, we booted it up, connected to the internet. I jumped online and he was there and that cool, set it up. And he sent me a message, uh, like a text message going, hey, make sure you have your volume turned up. I'm like – Okay, maybe there's some sort of cool music or cool sound effect that plays when you trade or whatever. And so I turned my volume up, volume up, and then after a while I just hear, "Hey man, how you doing?" And I was like, "Oh!" Nearly threw my 3ds across the room because Ben's voice was coming to me through my three, my my DS. Sorry, it wasn't my 3ds; it was the original DS. And it had voice chat built in when you were trading with someone. Um, and I was like, "Oh, great!" And so I just sort of naturally thought that you know this is a game, which is primarily built around multiplayer and co-op action that there was no built-in voice chat it's so when strange. the function yeah when the functionality was, has been there in the past on older tech like it's weird you know if it if it turns out it is there and we're wrong it's gonna be so awkward but yeah i don't know that it's just weird to have that toggle option there if there's no visible way to actually activate it in the first place yeah yeah i mean i did a bit of a, re- a, bit, a quick look last night when we were playing and I was like, well, maybe there is something. And I, we like, we just have to activate it somehow. And I looked online, and a lot of people, like reviews and things, were saying, yeah, for a game that's primarily co-op based, it's there's no voice chat. And I was like, okay, weird. Yeah, very um, strange. Yeah, um, but apart from yeah. that, like it's it's good. Like uh, I yeah. can see the chibi art style. At first, I didn't take to it, but it's yeah. growing on me a bit, and I understand you know the necessity for it on the 3ds. Yeah, exactly. It makes it a little bit more, you know, achievable yeah. on that on that hardware. It's, I can't uh, imagine look, if it had better visuals or like even more proportionate characters, it would have yeah. messed with the like environments a bit. I think and what the DS could actually do. Yeah, yeah. When you see it working in the game, it's it, it makes sense. Like it makes a lot of sense, um, and you sort of forget about it after a while. Um, I'm still not a huge fan of the way Samus is designed, but again, hey, that's chibi, man. Yep. Yep, Chibi Samus is, looks a bit weird to me. Honestly, Chibi has never really been a style that I've enjoyed, so... Yeah, well, see, I normally do like Chibi. Like, I, I, I quite like Chibi kind of stuff. Um, my uh, my 8-bit Chibi Rise, um key ring that I turned into a phone case that's living on my phone right now, you know, confirms that. But, yeah, I, I don't know, there's something about her in specific, that, in, in, like Samus in this... Yeah, weirds me out, but um, it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, we've had a lot of a lot of laughs playing it. Like it's been intense as well. Like the game's not easy. No, well, it's that's not the thing. overly difficult. It's but it's not easy. For two players, there's been submissions that have kind of pushed us a bit. Oh yeah, there was literally one where so in, in the game itself, um, your mechs you can get mods that you pick up in the levels, uh, and at the end of each, at the start of, and the end of each mission or level you can equip new mods that can give you you know buffs to your damage output or any of the other uh 
items that you decide to take with you, like uh, missiles or drones or something like that. Um, and I had one that was a an auto-revive. So if I, my, my mech's health went to zero, instead of dying, it would immediately go back to full health and I'd basically res myself. Um, and that came into play when we were doing a mission. Uh, it was a, like a boss battle and it was a really hard boss battle and Kyron went down... I got and eaten, Joel. I got eaten by You got thing. eaten, that's right, yeah. Kyron got eaten, and I was like, oh, shit, 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 and I was on about 20 health. I'm like, this is not looking good. And then next minute, sure enough, I got eaten as well, and it was game over. I was like, fuck, we've, we've wrecked this. We have to go, because when you die, you have to go back to the start of the mission. Which and, is, and, um, and, like, your mods can break. Yes, yeah, your mods can break as well. So if you fail a mission, there's a chance that one of your mods will break. Um, which is okay because you, they're in such plentiful supply. Oh, my God. Like, supply we're, we well wade through mods. Oh, yeah, it's great. So um, there's not much of an issue there. Uh, but I'd forgotten I had I'd equipped the, uh, the, the auto-res mod that I'd picked up, and um, suddenly my mech came back to life. So I was like, oh, shit, I'm back in this. Managed to run over to Kyron and, uh, and and res him and get him up, and we finished the boss battle, and it was just it was really exciting. Like it, it was fun, it was tense and exciting and fun. Yeah, I had a ball with it. I do. Um, I hope that in the future more people give this game a chance. Yeah, absolutely. If you, get, if you get together with a group of friends, I could see it being a lot of fun. Like yeah, yeah like I said, we've had a good time with it so far, and I'm yeah. excited to see where the missions go further down the track, and I want to see this ending. Yes. Yeah, so there's apparently that the ending is something that's going to make Metroid fans happy. I, I haven't looked too much into it, but I've heard that it's... I don't know if it's satisfying or if it's... It, I it's, know I've called an aspect of it like when I finished Metroid Prime 3, so that's fine. It's, it's right. vindicating for myself. Right. Okay, cool. Awesome. Um, but yeah, like if you've got a 3DS, if you're a fan, any kind of fan of the... the specifically the Metroid Prime trilogy as well, um, it's, it's great. It controls... like. The controls are strange at first because they're not what you expect them to be, but once you get used to them, the gyro aiming actually is really quite... becomes second nature after a while. After about half an hour, it sort of... It, it, it clicks and you go, all right, cool. It's almost like a flick of the wrist almost. Yeah. You don't need it for, like, fully aiming around. It's just for, like, um, that sort of precision aiming. So you can just sort of go, up, oh, bang, quickly flick, lock on, quickly flick up and aim specifically where you need to aim. I really like the that it gives you precision aiming whilst you're locked on. So you can sort yep. of... You can lock onto the enemy, and if you want to go for headshots, no problem. Or especially if there's, yep. like, those big uh, hulky enemies that yeah, are covered bruises, in armor yeah. that have, like, green parts that are their weak points, so you can shoot yep. without, you know, just it bouncing off. And, yeah, so yep. it's handy in those scenarios as well. Yeah, so it, it becomes integral after a while. And, like, it, it moving targets as well, you've got to try and shoot ahead instead of like just locking yeah. on and aiming because it's not going to help, especially if the target's moving quite quickly. Um, like we did a mission where we had to shoot airships out of the sky and you had to, for the most part, shoot ahead. So you had to sort of like slightly adjust your, your aim with that precision aiming while you're locked on. Um, it's cool. It, it it feels natural and it feels good for a, like a 3DS first-person shooter game. Um, and the depth of the field, like the the 3D depth of field stuff looks really great because yeah, obviously I've been the, playing a bit with 3D it's been nice yeah like because you obviously it's much like the Metro Prime games it's from that, that visor perspective and so you have the visor in the foreground and everything else as uh, that depth of field in the background and it looks really cool It yeah it's a really good effect um, it's yeah it's a shame it's it's not doing so well um, 
because it's a really fun little game and proves what that the 3DS is capable of. It's one of those interesting, different... Um, I don't want to say it, but experiences that... Oh, I was trying to think of another word. I was honestly trying to think of another word to say. Uh, it's one of those those unique sort of uh, experiences you get on the 3DS. You could only get on the 3DS, essentially. I mean, you could, like I said, you could play this on a home console version. It'd be okay, but there are other games that do that better on a home console. But on a handheld yeah. device, this is a really, really good, fun way to spend your time. Plus, it's also just interesting to see another sort of spin on Metroid. Yeah, exactly. From a, a different franchise perspective, it's been dormant for like nearly or oh, for too long. For too long, oh, I think two thousand and eleven maybe is when Other M came out. It's been a while though. Long. It's been a long while. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely worth checking out. Definitely worth checking out. But um, that's been that's about it. What we've, what we've been that's playing. That's been the majority it? of it. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. We're heading into the heavy release schedule now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's been nothing sort of that's come out that we sort of like have been super interested in over the last week. Um, well, that's the thing, like, because I should go back to a Deus Ex, but yeah, like, I don't know, man. I keep going back to Attack on Titan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, look, I watched you play that last. Actually, I had a go at it at your house last week, and and uh, like I said on last week's podcast. And then I, I before we we came, I came back to Melbourne, I was over at your house again, and I was watching you play with one of our friends online. And man, the co-op stuff looks like a lot of fun. It just becomes like a Titan killing contest. It's it's yeah. good. And I, because it, of that though, like I couldn't I can't go back to Deus Ex. I don't know why. Like I I put it in, yeah. I pick it up, I'm like, uh, this isn't bad, but Well, it hasn't helped that you you watched your housemate finish it as well. Well, I didn't see the the particular ending, but I've been witnessing yep. him going through the after He's, yeah. effects of finishing that game. Well, and I've been I've been speaking to Ben as well about it, and and his impression. I had a big conversation with him about it yesterday about how the more he and your housemate think about it, the more they just really they really didn't enjoy it in terms of storyline wise. So, um, yeah, I'm sort of glad I didn't pick it up in the end. I will um, go back to it, but just at the moment, there's games that are hooking me, you know, yeah, more. And I'll well, hey, down the road, we've been we've been diving back into Overwatch pretty hard this week as well which has been oh, good um, we can't escape we can't escape it we can't escape it man It's it's got our hooks it's in our veins now it's in our I hit 101 hours this week Jesus I think I'm up to like 78 79 I'm about to hit a level level 100 I'm 99 at the moment oh my god I'm about to hit level 100 so I'm excited about that but uh, I thought we might touch briefly on uh, Iconwald which we discovered I have been pronouncing correctly. Lucky you. I'm super happy with that. I'm so proud of myself. As soon as I booted the game up, because the, the patch for it came out while I was still in Benio. And um, so I got home, I loaded it up, and uh, I jumped into, because the weekly brawl is just Iconwald, jump in and play that over and over and over again, which is cool. So you can get used to the map and, and figure out the lay of the land. Um and as soon as it started up, and if you've played Overwatch, when in the loading screen for for the map that you're going into, that Athena, the announcer, says the name of the map, and they go, now entering Iconwald. And I was like, oh, yes, I said it right, yes! And I was, like, so happy with myself. That was a little victory of my own. But, um, yeah, it's really cool. It's, an, it's a tight map. Very uh, intricately laid out and tight map. Yeah, there's lots of little... 
uh, sort of not not so much like winding paths, but as uh, the characters I play as have a lot of, I guess, verticality to their yep. their play style is like with Farah and Diva, and there were just right. lots of little lots of little alcoves and like sh- like ledges I could position myself on, mm, and yeah, just it's get get you know get the jump on people, which was cool, right. It's it's. I found myself getting lost the first three or four times I played the map. I was getting super lost. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because um, and the way that because it's a it's a it's a payload um, escort mission, escort map. So when you're, I think the first time I played it, I was on attack. I was attacking, so I was escorting. Um, so you get to the payload, you sort of do like a like it's like an S shape to get to the payload, and then once you once you activate it and start escorting it, it sort of goes back towards where you came from and then makes a, a left-hand turn and then continues on up the other side of the map. And that that fucked with me for a good while. I only just figured out that's how that, that worked. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then when I respawned, I was like, where am I? <laughs> um, yeah, so I've only just figured that out now. But it's a very short map. Um, it's a very quick map and a very fast map. I, I, I quite I like it. I have noticed that like, either you win very quickly or you lose very quickly. Mm, yeah, and it's always on that, especially when you're like, it's always in that last room, either at the at the gate or right before the end of the map. Um, the end of the map, like that little corridor, is ugh, yeah, it becomes a mess. It gets yeah, it gets really heated in there uh, for a while. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've had a couple of victories on it, a couple of losses on it. Yeah, me it's too. It's good. I really enjoy it. Um, the yeah, important thing is to go and seek out that. Dark Souls bonfire. Yeah, which I stumbled. I forgot. I forgot about it when I was playing it because I was just sort of trying to get my my head around the map, and I stumbled across it when I was like, I respawned and I was like walking along and I was like, I'm oh, gonna go this way, and I walked up and I was like, Oh, it's a bonfire! Yay, that's awesome! And I also want to um, tip my cap to Blizzard as well there because they've even been careful enough to include the coiled shape of the sword in a bonfire. Ah, right, because it is a coiled sword in a bonfire. At least in Dark Souls Three, especially, which is the most recent one. So I was, I was so happy to see that they paid that much attention to it. Yeah, nice level of detail. I mean, Blizzard—that's that's their jam. That's what they do. Um, Sadly, but though, yeah. you cannot rest there and spend your souls. So. You can't. But I, if you do have the sit emote, you could probably sit at it though. That's... I already took a picture of it with uh, my Genji doing it. Of course, of course. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the patch is out live for everyone now. Whatever platform you're playing Overwatch on, if you're not playing Overwatch, then what is wrong with you? It's great. Um, yeah, so it's out at the moment. You can go and download it if you probably already have if you're playing the game. Um, it's really good. Okay, it'll like be it. very interesting to see how Overwatch can like continue to compete in the coming months with the release of mm. Titanfall, Battlefield, and Call of Duty, and Destiny. Now, see, I'm okay with or, uh, Destiny, I guess, you know, that's a a different breed I suppose in a, in a way but like with those other sort of competitive online shooters that are just competitive like known for their competitive online shootery elements like uh, Titanfall 2 and Battlefield and uh, Infinite Warfare like Call of, Call of Duty as well um, the, the drop off of players that are playing Overwatch and the people who stay are the ones that might the people like us that don't normally play competitive online shooters so it might be a different different landscape to sort of uh find my way around find our way around in and i'm really excited to see how if that's going to change the dynamic of the game a little bit it's okay we'll still get our butts kicked oh god yeah there's people who are much better at this game than us anyway 
Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to touch on that a little bit. It's kind of cool. It's good, Matt. Yeah, like, look, I've enjoyed my time with it. Uh, I don't know if it's my favorite map. It's very cool, though. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but it's good. Cool. Awesome. Anything else exciting happened to you this week, Aaron? Well, not really. I just I actually just hashed this into the patch notes before because mm-hmm. um, I just recently watched it. But tonight I watched Kingsglaive. Lovely. The okay. Final Fantasy Fifteen movie. Right. Which is available for I think I'm pretty sure streaming and renting is yep. up now and ahead of its release later this month on DVD and Blu-ray. Yes. But, uh, yeah. Look, I'll tell you what. Story-wise was okay i guess <laughs> yeah that's what i've heard everyone seems to be a little confused about what's going on i mean but that's final fantasy isn't it especially yeah fucking movies like i love advent advent children but there are still parts of that movie where i'm like so wait what was going on again it's I'm- super convoluted yeah like someone like me who's a dope i'm just sort of like cool it looked pretty like it's it was fun well, that's i the guess thing. like my concerns about the narrative go out the window when the action starts happening Right. Uh, the action set pieces in the movie were pretty fucking fun, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I watched an entire city just get demolished. Like, it was crazy. Wow. And I was just sitting there thinking to myself that when I play Final Fantasy fifteen, in... It's going to be... It's a long time. It's so far away now. <laughs> uh, when I play it, though, like, it'll be a world where that movie has happened and yep. that crazy shit went down. I'll be like, oh, I hope I can go to that city and so see... So even... So, from someone who hasn't watched it and is has no idea, um, yep. Uh, have you said that the the, the storyline was a little confusing and things like that? But you said the action set pieces were really good, and you were excited about being in a world where that stuff happened. So, oh yeah, was that just enough? Like the action set pieces, without having any like trying to get wrap your head around any sort of concept of the, what happened narrative wise. Those action set pieces are enough to get you excited about what's to come. Oh, yeah. Uh, the way I'll put it is like this. Uh, last week, we had the joy of watching the Persona 5 OVA. <gasps> oh, I was going to bring this up. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh. I, it, it might as well come up now because here's the thing. Persona yep. 5 OVA got me super excited for Persona 5 because of all the stuff with the characters and, like, yep. you could it showed off sort of the style with, like, when they were slapping hands, like the high five to interchange through oh. attacks and all that. Oh my god, that was so cool. It got me so excited because you know what? That's gonna be in the game. Like that's yep. cool. And that's and like for that very same reason, the action set pieces in Kingsglaive got me excited because having played the demo, like all the cool like warp sword throwing moves they do, yep. Noctus is gonna be able to do those and Right. I just can't wait to see what sort of shit I can do with that ability yeah like just warping cool. around a battlefield and just oh man it's exciting i'm, I'm so excited for that game i Look, just wish I'm, i could have it soon i'm not a huge like i'm no by no stretch of the imagination any be huge fan of uh of the final fantasy series I, I like i've played some of the games and i really enjoy them don't get me wrong but um i mean i'm sort of on the fence i'm tempted to pick this up uh and give it a go maybe dive into it head first and just see what happens because um, from what I've played of it, I have enjoyed it mechanically, like in terms of gameplay mechanics and whatnot. Um, so yeah, I'm excited by that. Yeah, but well, man, oh, I just, would say if you're gonna if you're looking into 15, you know what? Check out Kingsglaive. Just yeah, be aware of it. Switch your brain off. Get some popcorn right. and just sort of enjoy it. Enjoy it. It does touch on some aspects of the world and sort of like discuss like it, like there's a lot of 
King Regis stuff that I'm sure will be important in the actual game itself. Yep. Uh, Does it set up the stakes appropriately? I feel like there are some stakes, but it also it, it there's one import there's one particular thing that happens in the movie that I'm going to be interested to see how it affects the game. Okay. Just purely because of what I know of the game, the characters in the game don't know of the thing that happened in the movie. So I'm right. interested to see what happens with that. But I mean, maybe that'll change. That's as far as we know. But they that's don't know. cool. Going in as as a player, knowing something that the characters you're playing as don't know yet. That's interesting. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, um, it, it was it was a fun way to spend an hour and whatever, like I think an hour forty five minutes or something. It went for. Jesus, not bad. Great soundtrack. Love that soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, but can we just go back? Can we just roll it back <laughs> a second to to the Daybreakers? Oh my god! If you are any way, shape, or form excited or interested in in Persona Five, go and watch this. It's, it's out up on Crunchyroll. Yeah, it's up on Crunchyroll. Uh, it's it's uh, only subbed at the moment, which you know. If you are any way, shape, or form interested in in Persona, you probably don't mind uh, reading some subtitles. Honestly, uh, most of the people who are into Persona are annoyed that we're only getting an English dub when it comes out. Yeah, exactly. Um, which I, I'm okay with. I, I'm when it comes to a game, I don't. I, I I would probably prefer. I still play with subtitles on, but I would prefer to have English voice acting. But that's just me. Um, there's some bad acting. There's some bad voice acting out there, man. Yeah, but hey, after playing Persona Four, I know. 4 I know. I'm just saying it could still happen. Yeah, that's true. Um, but anyway, it's uh, holy crap, it's good. And it, it, the fact that, like, compared to from what well, from what you've told me about Kingsclave, it's that sets up like, or from what I've heard as well, the end of the movie is basically that st- like it stops where the game starts, like exactly where the game's about to start. Um from what I understand anyway. Uh, whereas Persona, uh, the, the Daybreakers is, uh, it, it's almost like a, a what-if scenario. We were talking about this the other night, weren't we? We were trying to figure out what it would be. Well, because basically the theme of Persona 5 seems to be changing people's hearts. Yeah. And that's sort yep. of what they do in the, in the OVA. Mm-hmm. So it sort of gives you an idea of what your characters will be doing in the actual game, so, which is interesting. Yep. So instead of, you know, like in Persona 4, making people face their inner demons and, and helping them overcome them, it's sort of, yeah, maybe dealing with a bit more morality choices and things like that. Well, because um, the example they used was a... What did they, what did they remove? From, what, what did they take from his heart again? I've already, I've already forgotten. Oh, yeah. But basically, he was a criminal, and they took a part of his heart, and when he was back in the real world, after the Shadow World, he was basically confessing everything. Yep. Yep, he just, he was, yeah, it's, oh my god, it's so good, and the animation looks fucking fantastic as well, and that soundtrack, oh, as soon as Take Your Heart started up, I was like, ah, ah, um, and then like you said before, all those sort of uh, tag team movements and like the high-fiving, passing on each move, the way that that's done in the in, in that uh, in that OVA is so cool, um, I was like, grinning from ear to ear for the entire 22 minutes um and yeah oh so good so any, good any day now joel any day now yeah play age is gonna be like hey give us give us your money and i'll be saying oh here you go here's just my bank account just drop it drop it making it rain on play asia giving you that shit uh cool so i uh, look we've already checked off like you know the things that we need to check off for our podcast just <laughs> overwatching persona we've 
We've done it in the first like 20 minutes. That's great. Good work. Go us. All right. Well, I guess that means it's time for us to move on to the news. Yes. Uh, a bit of a quiet week this week, except for the last 24 hours yeah, or so. The last 24 hours, kind of a couple of things happened. Yeah, just a couple of things. Now, look, I was a crazy person last night and stayed up until six in the morning. You were a crazy person. You're I'm correct. such a crazy person. It's because I, hey, I didn't have anything to do today, so fine, except for now. And it's probably better because it's made my body clock sort of more attuned to the time that we're recording this. So um, I stayed up and watched uh, two conferences last night, which happened uh, on the same day, which was the Apple Keynote and the PlayStation Meeting. Um, so I'm going to start off with the Apple Keynote. I'm not going to go into anything about the Apple products or anything like that. Basically, I, <laughs> I, I know. That's mainly for your benefit, Kyron. Um but yeah, you know, iPhone seven's coming. I'm getting one. It's all good. Like, if you're getting one, hooray for you. If you're not, all power to you. That's fine. I don't care. Um, and we don't care that you're getting an iPhone seven. Yeah, it's cool. I, that's fine. You know, I'm not going out there. I'm not trying to flaunt it. Going, look at me. I'm so cool. I have an iPhone seven. I don't give a fuck. Just it's don't. Fine. Just make sure you don't lose your little ear, your little earbuds, Joel. Hey, hey! I'm not paying a hundred and well, fucking two hundred dollars for wireless <laughs> earbuds. The earbuds don't sit in my ear anyway. I've ordered a pair of wireless headphones that are coming anyway, so it's fine. Um, yeah. So, but they did touch on a few game gaming things. So the conference started up with like you know with carpool karaoke stuff with James Corden, and I was like, oh, this is kind of you know it's corny, but it's fun. And then Tim Cook came out, and he's talking all about you know how how good Apple is and all that sort of stuff. And, having a bit of a wank like they always do because I'll be the first to admit that that's what they do and, you know, that's okay, whatever. Um, and then they started talking about games and how many games have been downloaded on the App Store and, and the types of games that are on the App Store and all this sort of stuff. And it's like, all right, cool, what are you going this? And then he said something like, uh, but there's one person who, who hasn't made an appearance on the App Store yet until now. And in my head I went, no fucking way. There's, this isn't, no Surely not. And then next minute, the screen went black, and I heard the uh, this bring sound effect. Uh, and then next minute, our favourite Italian plumber dashed onto the screen. Uh, and sure enough, Super Mario is coming to the iPhone, or to iOS in general, and mobile in general, because I think it's coming to Android at some point. At latest. some point. Look, hey, you know, that's fine. Apple. Like, I don't, I don't need. I'm not like it looks cool, but I don't know. My 3ds has Mario 3D Land, so yeah. I don't really yeah. need it. That's fair. No, that's fair. Um, and not only that, to top it all off, Shigeru Miyamoto came out on stage and and unveiled Super Mario Run, which is uh yeah launching later on this year uh, on the on the App Store. Um, you can actually. It's weird. So this is the first time I've seen anything like this happen on the App Store. You can actually go load up the App Store on your iPhone or whatever iOS device you have, and you can click a. It, it's there already, essentially. And you go, oh, cool! It's there. It's out, but it's not. You click it, the the, the where it would be the buy button, and it basically signs you up to an alert on your iOS device, um, to let you know when more information when it's going to come out. And I was like, okay, so it's essentially like a pre-order without putting any money down. Um, it is going to be, uh, speaking of money, it is going to be a full price, to get, well, not full price, but like a, it's going to have a price tag. It's not a free game with, you know, in-game currency or anything like that. It, 
it sounds like there is going to be in-app purchases, but I think they're going to be purely opt-in. They're not going to be pay-to-win. Um, if you just want to play the game and have fun, because the game has three different kinds of modes, um, so it's a normal sort of... It's, it works like an endless runner, but with Mario. Um, and instead of being an endless runner, there's levels you can go through. So it's not like see how far you can go post your high score, which I, I'm not a huge fan of that kind of thing. Um, I'm, I'm glad that it... I was a little disheartened at first. I was like, oh, it's going to be an endless runner mode thing. And then I realized it's not. It's going to have levels and um, different types of you know environments to go through. Uh, and it's cool. It can be played entirely with one hand. Um, it's just one button gameplay. So very simple. Anyone can play it, but still got that really good gameplay loop to it. Uh, the, the second mode is, uh, I think it's called Toad Rush, and it's basically like a score attack mode. You can select someone from your friends list and basically throw down a challenge with them. And you've got a series, uh, you've got a, a short amount of time that you have to try and impress the toads by doing more daring stunts. So you go through the level, you can just try and go through the level as far as you can, which is an endless runner level um, without any sort of final flag. But the more daring and the more you know impressive you are with your gameplay so instead of just sort of running straight ahead if you sort of do a crazy jump and then sort of grab those extra coins that were a little bit out of reach but you managed to get them that'll impress the toads more and you'll get more points at the end and at the end you get a score base uh and so with your friend and someone has declared the victor um which is kind of cool it's a cool little multiplayer uh ad hoc multiplayer mode uh, and the last mode that they've got is, uh, I think it's like Mushroom Kingdom or something, and you can use the coins that you win to build your own Mushroom Kingdom. I don't know much about that part yet. I didn't look into it. They didn't talk about it at the conference. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, that's a thing that's coming out later this year. I think at the moment it's December, they're saying it's coming yeah, out. Yeah, it was December 2016. And, uh, yep. look, it's cool. It sounds great, but I just, I, I'm just i kind of just left out of the moment, so I don't want to get excited yeah. for that. Like no, that that's totally understandable. Um, but I mean, also, I, don't I hate think it's the new be... Super Mario Brothers style. I'm just kind of sick yeah. of seeing it. Yeah, fair enough as well. I'm I'm okay with it, and I think this game is the type of game that down the down the the the, the road. Because let's face it, it's going to sell gangbusters. Um, just look at Pokemon Go. Like it's it's going to do well. People have been scrounging for a, a, a mobile version like a, a mobile phone version of Mario for like years um, that, is, that is legal, let's put it that way. Um, so I, it's going to do well. So down the track, I think that, that they'd be silly not to release like you know updates with things like, you know, now you can play in Super Mario World or Super Mario Bros. 3 style or Super Mario World style, like much like uh, they do with, uh, what's it called, Super Mario Maker. Um so I'll be interested to see where it goes with this. I'm excited. I don't think the wait's going to be long for Android after it. Like, I, I highly doubt that. Again, it comes just... it comes out the same month as like Mario Maker on 3DS. So yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so I I think I, it'll be it'll be it'll be out. It'll be out within the month. I think I think it's just a, an exclusivity thing that Apple wanted to generate hype for their conference and you know, Nintendo to sort of boost their their name a little bit more as well and it may be a different circle that they might not have had as much coverage in um it was cool and it was exciting it was really exciting to watch um i actually got really giddy and i almost screamed at you know three in the morning in my house when my wife was asleep in the other room and i, I had to stifle myself um from screaming out 
uh, and saying, no fucking way. Um, so it was cool. I really yeah, liked back it. Back to NX Nintendo. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, don't forget. Don't forget. Do it for her. Um, the other thing I talked about gameplay, game-wise at the, uh, the Apple conference was uh, Pokemon Go is actually getting a dedicated Apple Watch integration, essentially. So it's getting an app for the Apple Watch that you can use um, Pokemon Go on your watch. Uh, and they showed off how it works, how it's going to work. Uh, it looks really cool. I don't have an Apple Watch. I might down the track. Who knows? I don't know. Um, but it's cool. Like, you know, if you've got an Apple Watch, it, it looks like a really good integration because it, it works basically like the fitness tracker apps work for um, for the the app the Apple Watch. Uh, and there's a thing on the Apple Watch that's like closing the rings. I don't know a whole thing about it, but it's like the fitness tracker. It's like, you know, you've got certain rings that have that equal up to different types of, you know, what you know, what you're burning, how much fat you're burning, how many Ks you've walked, all that sort of stuff. Um, and your Pokemon Go stats will contribute to that as well, which is cool. Uh, and so if you're going to go out and play Pokemon Go, you start your run like you would with any other fitness tracker app. Uh, and you can uh, tag Pokestops on the watch. You can It'll send you a, an alert when there's a Pokemon nearby. Uh, and it, it'll like, instigate the battle, essentially. So you can pull your phone out, go nuts. Um See, that's the thing that the game should have anyway, honestly. I, I agree. I think it should be as well. But, um, I mean, it's cool that they're doing that this way, in some way, shape, or form, that they're still integrating it. Um, but, yeah, so if you've got an Apple Watch and you're still playing Pokemon Go, you've got something to look forward to. I think it's coming out within towards the end of the year, I think they said. By the end of the year, they said. They didn't give it any sort of specific release window. Um, but, yeah, that sort of wraps it up about the uh, the Apple keynote uh, and all the, the fun things. They talked a lot about, like, you know, there was another game that appeared that was called Oz... I can't remember what it was called. It was like a card battle, a game set in the Wizard of the world of the Wizard of Oz, and it was showing off, like, the power of the iPhone 7. And, like, it looked cool, but, I, meh, I, not for me. Uh, if you're interested in that card battles and things like that, go and check it out. It's called, like, Oz... Oh, I didn't even write it down because I was just like, yeah, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, that's about it for the the Apple conference. And then the straight after that, uh, the Apple conference ended. Uh, PlayStation held their PlayStation meeting, which there has been a little bit of hype around because the general thing that they were announcing at this, they were going to officially announce the PS4 Slim, which they did uh, with the price tag and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and they also announced... The, they showed off the Neo, or as it is now called, the PlayStation 4 Pro. Yep, let's, set that, let's let that one sink in for a little bit. The PlayStation 4 Pro. I don't like the name. Nope. But <laughs> it's dumb. Like, I honestly don't like the idea of it either because it doesn't well, yeah, exactly. do anything for me. And here's the thing, okay, if we're talking just about the conferences that I watched, Apple's was two hours long, okay? There was a lot of tech talk in it there were parts that were potentially like not applicable to me that I didn't really care all that much about PlayStation's meeting was 40 minutes long and I still have more fun watching the Apple one you so I'm excited I look I wasn't so, that, so much that I was too excited but if I was looking at it from a purely someone sitting at home watching it point of view I got more out of the Apple keynote than I did out of the PlayStation meeting the PlayStation meeting was just like okay Cool. When was the last Apple keynote, that? though? Uh, last year. 
Oh, actually, no. It was probably only a few months ago, actually. Because um, Sony Sony has already had E3, which is the big, the biggest of a big. Yeah. They're a week out from TGS. Yeah, true. And they've got PlayStation experience in a couple of months, which is where they'll drop yeah. the rest of their info. Big games. Yeah. Like, I mean, it just, it, it seemed like, even they were just phoning it in, though. Like, just from, like, the, the, in terms of energy levels and stuff. And it was sort of like they came out and went, all right, well, you guys already know all this, so here it is. Here is it is running. It's coming out this time. All right, maybe they're trying they to left. get back at people for leaking. Mm. That's very true. Sorry, I was just taking a drink then, and I got mm, caught off guard. Um, yeah. Was, like, the stats came out. Like, the specs basically were as leaked, like... What was it two yeah. or three months ago now? Yeah, and I think a lot of people maybe got their hopes up a bit higher after Microsoft announced the Scorpio, and they were like, "Oh man, maybe yeah. the Neo is going to be like this." And no, the Neo is an improvement. Well, I'm sorry, but the PS4 Pro is an improvement. Yeah, but it doesn't sound like it's going to change things as much as the Scorpio potentially could. And just okay, so here's the big question: is is it necessary? Do you think this is a necessary thing? I mean, if you watch the PlayStation meeting, it doesn't feel like it, but that's yeah, exactly. because of some of the weird stuff they were showing. Like, why the heck were they showing off Infamous First Light and Shadows of Mordor yeah, with like HDR all these or like 4K? Years it's like, old. Huh? I mean, literally, Shadows of Mordor and First Light are on sale at the moment for less than $30. Not only that, on Shadows PC. of Mordor can run on PS3 and Xbox 360. Exactly. So, like, I don't know. It's weird, like, know. some weird game choices to show off with the, uh, like... And that's the other thing. The choice to stream it feels strange because we could not reap the benefits no. of the 4K or HDR they were and showcasing. This, yeah, and this brings up another issue as well, that every single PlayStation trailer we're going to see from now on is going to have the same thing that happened during this conference, which down the bottom it says, this is running on, play, like, in, like, you know, white, bold text down the bottom. Very small, but still it was there and very visible. This is running on Neo, uh, on PS4 Pro technology. This is an indication of what it will look like on that. It may differ from on the PS4. And we're going to see that on every trailer that we see for the, the PlayStation releases from now on. I would say at least for the exclusives. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about the third parties. Like, it's already been confirmed, I think, by Bioware, that mm-hmm. Mass Effect Andromeda is going to be 30 FPS on yes, yeah, PS4 and PS4 Pro. So mm-hmm. I don't think it'll so, be everyone, but definitely I would, I would bet on the exclusives doing it. Yeah, and so I don't know. I, I just I don't think it's a thing that we need at the moment. I just I, it seems like just such a weird and strange choice. Not to mention the thing itself looks terrible. It's a big Mac. Like, it's a big Mac. It is a big Mac. Um, it like because like it looks like the PS4 Slim just with an extra bit tacked on top, and it looks it still looks cheap. It looks cheap like the PS the, the Slim, which is okay for the Slim because it's supposed to be cheap. That's the, that's the budget option. That, that's okay if you if you don't, don't really care about how it looks or whatever or anything like that, and you just want something that's going to play the games. And that's okay. That's fine. It looks meh, but the pro looks like that but worse almost like it i don't know it just rubs me the wrong way the whole thing it's weird and the other part that really stuck out to me was okay so the ps4 slim comes out next week basically 15th of september yep 
Yeah. It's got 500 gig and one terabyte models. Mm-hmm. The 500 gig is 439 Australian and mm-hmm. the terabyte is 509 Australian. Right. I was like, okay, uh, I wonder how much the PS4 Pro costs. Well, the PS4 Pro drops on November 10th and costs 559 Australian dollars with a terabyte hard drive. Uh, 50 bucks extra than the Slim? I'm not sure about I don't know. I don't know. It, it just it seems... Now, you said this before, and I agree, I think. It, it seems like plays like Sony have gotten a bit cocky. Cocky, They're, and I think they... Again, you could just tell from watching the meeting that it's like, hey, look at these uh, 4K Sony TVs. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, this is the way to push those TVs. And, like, fair enough. The PlayStation division is basically the winning division of Sony, so... It's the thing that's keeping them afloat, to be honest. Like, it's the, everything else is bombing and crashing hardcore. Their movie division, their, like, other electronic devices division, it's it's not well for them. PlayStation is the thing that is keeping them high and dry for the moment. Um, so it makes sense for them to do that, but I just don't think... And then, on top of all this, they also announced, after they waffled on about how good the PS... The, the, the pro is going to be in terms of making things look that little bit better and you know pushing a little bit more graphical power and, and whatnot they came out and said that on, on pushing a bit more graphical power on like HDR TVs and 4k TVs they came out and said that there's a firmware update coming out next week that's going to make every single ps4 that has been released from like the launch window up until now like HDR capable. Yeah, I don't know enough about HDR itself to to talk about how that's going to work. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm sure there'll be compromises, and like when the Pro comes out, it'll probably be feature a more because right, well, it's built into the console. It might yeah, run yeah, I guess. Yeah, there probably there might be some compromises, but yeah, it's. I mean, on the other hand, it's also very cool that they're able to do that. Yeah, know? I guess that's true. Yeah, but it just I don't know. It, the whole thing it was 40 minutes long, and it left me a little confused underwhelmed I, I i have no idea how i feel about the whole situation i just i'm whelmed i think is probably the best way to put it like, like, like i said uh, like the playstation meeting it was it was called the playstation meeting true and they said they were going to talk about the future of playstation yep pro was the future of playstation and they they basically fulfilled what they said they were going to talk about that's true. Yeah, it's really true. I, I, I don't know. For, for me personally, I just feel like they came out just with no... Like, they were like, all right, th- yeah, you already know. Here it is. They'd sort of, like, come out with their tail between their legs, I guess, and just sort of... Hey, man, we could see a similar thing from Nintendo any month now, like, if all uh, the leaks look, have been true about that. I don't doubt it. Like, I I would not be surprised if that happens. But, I mean, uh, I don't know. But... Out of, the, out of the, the the 40 minutes, there was a little bit of glimpses of gameplay, of games running on the PlayStation Pro, and things that we haven't seen before. So there was a, a, a very, very small snippet of uh, Insomniac Spider-Man game. Um, looked good. Looked good. Looked, looked really good. Looked really good. Um, but, I mean, that game's still a way a ways off. Oh, yeah. Yet, we, we, there'll be a long time. That, that game doesn't even have an official name yet. It's just <laughs> Insomniac Spider-Man game. Like, that's what it's called at the moment. Um, they showed a new uh, Horizon Zero Dawn trailer. That looks really good as well. Okay, here's the um, thing about that trailer. I was into it. I was like, oh, wow, this is cool. Look at, like, the <laughs> like 
tackling that that robot dinosaur down and taking it yep. out. Bit shadow of the Colossus, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. jumping onto the big one and climbing up. And it got to the top and it was for a map. And I was like, oh. But I like that. that it, it, I like the fact that it wasn't just a tower. There it was is a, a thing walking that you tower, had to, Joel. Yeah, but it was something that you had to find still that was that might not be in the one spot. It'll be marked you know on the mean? map, don't worry. Yeah, I look, I, I don't doubt that either. But uh, it still was kind of cool. It's interesting, nice. they're trying to mix it up a little bit. It was, yeah, a, it, it was a walking tower from an Ubisoft game. Yeah, it was. I, like that, when, when that happened, I was like, huh, okay, right, I see how this is. Um, but yeah, like I, the game looks really good. Again, it's coming out, uh, when's that? Uh, it is February. Mm, February, oh God, February, stop yep. it. Calm the fuck down, February. It was originally um, this year, but it got pushed back. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Fuck. Um, I'm, I'm still very interested in that game. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. Robot Dinosaurs, I, sign me up. Yeah, exactly. And I, I want to know, know more about that universe, because it seems like there's a lot bubbling under the surface that they're obviously not showing us yet because, you know, they want us to play the game. Um, about, uh, what's her name again? Fuck, what's the game character's name again? I've forgotten. It starts with A. Is it yeah. Alloy or something? Alloy, yeah. Aloy, yeah. Do you get it? It's like Alloy. Yeah, yeah. I, that's why I knew it was something like dumb like that. Um, but yeah, there's something, you know, relating to... There was a story trailer that came out a couple of months ago, I think just after E3. And it was, you know, showing about where she comes from and, and hinting about her past uh, and her lineage even. It was also so a trailer I, that made me sort of go, shit, I might need to stop watching these trailers. Right, yeah, exactly. I think, like, this trailer was fine because it's essentially just a it's a gameplay oh, tech yeah. demo. There's nothing in it to no it. No narrative. But, yeah, any more story trailers that come out from now on, I think I'm going to... I think I'm ready to go media blackout on this game because I'm, yeah. I'm going to play it because it looks awesome. I don't need to I mean, be sold on it. <laughs> no, exactly. Guerrilla games make good stuff. Like, it's, you know, make interesting stuff um, for the most part. Um, they also showed off some Infinite Warfare stuff. It looks good. Looks it looks like pretty. Actually, to be Duty. fair, yeah. For of all the things they showed running on the the Pro, that was the thing that I think looked the prettiest in terms of like photorealism stuff. Um, mm. th- th- I mean, that was me personally, but I mean, it's hard to tell watching a stream of a 4K. Yeah. Anyway, um, it, I mean, it, it's a first person yeah. shooter, so yeah, they normally will focus on their visuals above all else because you're yeah. seeing it through the eyes of your character. So, and especially like character models as well, like face models and things like that. Like they looked good, looked really good. But um, you were shooting robots. I I don't know robots yeah. really. Yeah. Oh, there were there were parts of people. There were people getting shot there by the robots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there was, there was. Yeah, okay, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not. I'm not saying cod in space. Like it's but, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's cod it in looks space. Fun. It does look fun. I'm not. I'm not like chomping at the bit for it. I'm not. I'm not camping out the front of EB Games waiting for it three months in advance. Like it, by no means. But it looks fun. If I get a chance to play it, I will. It's not like yeah. Here's I'm the thing. To... I would happily pay like half a price of that game just to try it, just to play the campaign. Yep. Well, it's like black. It's like with the Black Ops games. I I would happily pay money just for the zombies mode i mean imagine how much fun we could have playing i'd love to sit down with you and a a couple of our friends and play through the zombies campaign but i don't want to buy the rest of the game i don't i don't want the rest of it the zombie stuff sounds awesome and a lot of fun but 
which is tough because yeah. they, they bundle it in there to get the people to buy the game who want to play the zombies that's part, it so. that's exactly it and they're doing it again with infinite warfare with the the modern warfare remaster so um it'll go up on a store like next year after people oh, have forgotten God, yeah. about it absolutely um but yeah so that was a cool thing and then the big one which was sort of their their i guess in terms of gameplay stuff that was their big uh reveal i guess we got our first look at some gameplay from Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, so, so it's pre-alpha gameplay footage. It uh, looks really good. It got me excited for it. Yeah. I, it, there's nothing... It still gave us nothing about... or Maybe a tiny little bit about what we might be in for. What we know is they looked at a map of a planet and they mentioned the word Vault. Yep. Which I... Okay, so that... That was like, okay, we're doing the vault thing. All right, okay, it's all right. It's been in most games. Most of these, like, you know, interplanetary space sci-fi travel games for the last few years now. And I'm like, all right, okay, that's fine. I mean, you're, you're probably predominantly thinking of Borderlands, correct? The Borderlands, um, and there was something else as well. Uh, Destiny had the Vault of Glass. And among other things as well. Yeah, but we can never do that because that's a raid. I, I know, but it, it exists. It's a thing that it exists in the world. Um, and uh, to a lesser extent, No Man's Sky. Uh, I don't know. I just uh, That was the thing. I was like, oh, okay. But visually it looked really good. I liked the the not, not Liara character. The Asari. The Asari. I couldn't remember the name of the race. Um, yeah, I liked her. I've got a feeling she's going to be my favourite already. But you haven't know more about the other characters yet. I don't know, but she's she made a good impression. She made a good first impression. I liked the way she looked. Her character, like her character design, was really cool. I don't know. They, something about that. They did announce a few hours or like earlier tonight that the two leads, like the male and female leads, are actually mm-hmm. siblings. Yeah, which is interesting. And dad, we will meet dad. We'll meet their dad. We know their dad. I don't we know. We know their unclear. dad. Yeah, it's uh. I made a joke tonight. It was going to be James Vega. I made a joke that it was going to be the guy who really likes Shepard. I forget <laughs> yeah. his name. I forgot his name. I heard it early tonight, but he was, was he's really there annoying. Was a, there was a few jokes. One of our friends said it was it was like it was going to be the reporter you punched in the face, <laughs> despite the fact that it's a woman. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. You know, it's a, it's a new age we live in. It's um, true. It's a brave new world. Yeah, yeah. It's look, yeah. It, uh, the fact that we've actually seen something from the game now. It's like, all right, cool. This game still exists. It, it is. It's gonna. It's coming out. The fact that it's coming out very soon, and that was pre-alpha gameplay that they were showing us, was a little. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we don't have a concrete date yet, so exactly. We, that, that's true. I don't know. I got excited when I saw the little jet jump because it gives me yep. hope that the the um areas you explore will be interesting as opposed to yeah. the areas you explored in Mass Effect One, Two, and Three, which was a just kind of. Flat. chest high wall land yeah yeah i did get excited though when i saw the arrow like the, the the hop up arrow i'm like oh there it is there's mass effect okay cool there's the mass effect in it all right um and like yeah this, the environment looked really cool like that they were wandering around in uh, it looked pretty it, did. Uh, it, it reminded me very much of uh dragon age inquisition um, I mean, for yeah. obvious reasons but, like, <laughs> but you know what i mean like in terms of like the color palette they were using it had they were very similar. I don't know if that, if you if you got that vibe as well, but it's something I picked up on, like that that sort of like 
dark green and black. I'll be honest, uh, when I finished Dragon Age Inquisition, I basically forgot about it. Oh, I didn't finish it, so, um, but, and it was only because like, that Ash was playing it recently, that she went back to playing it, and I was like, oh, this game, I still own this game? All right, cool. I thought I'd traded it in. Um, but yeah, I don't know, it was something that, it just, like, it triggered something in me. I was like, this looks sort of, you know, familiar, but, um, but yeah, you'll, that, you'll, that's... We'll see more on November 7. November 7, yep. Um, cool, so but that's about it from, uh, from that one. From the, uh, the the Sony conference, some cool stuff there. You can go check out all their trailers; they're all online. Um, if you are lucky enough to have a 4K TV, those trailers are in 4K as well. So make sure you set those settings on on YouTube to the uh, the quality that you need to set them to. Um, I only know that because I got warned that by watching the Mass Effect Andromeda gameplay trailer just before when I was showing Ash, <laughs> um, and it was it said at the start it was like you know. If you are watching this uh, on a non-4K TV, go and find a 4K TV and watch it there. <laughs> and I was like, it literally said that. Like, I'm not even kidding. I was like, oh, really? Okay, cool. That's Thanks. I'll watch it on. I'll watch it on my scum TV then. Um, you know what, Joel? This is something we can have to get used to, though. Like, HD TVs are kind of. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm. Now. I'm due to upgrade like soon. That's just money. I got to find some money to get a new one. But I mean. My TV, there's nothing wrong with my TV. It still works Same perfectly. Here. But I have had it for four years now. Um, so, like, in terms of, like, lifespan, I'm like, oh, right, I'm probably due... Like, I could justify upgrading now. Um, See, I can't. If my TV is working, I'm just like, eh, yeah, I'll write it out. I, I could justify it if I had the money, but I'm not going to go out of my way to find one. That's probably the best way to put it. I'm not going to yeah. go out of my way yeah. to, like... That is a high priority. I need to upgrade my TV so it makes it look that 45% better. Um, but, yeah. But that's going to lead us into our questions for this week. Uh, we're going to kick it off with a question related to the uh, the PS4 Pro and Scorpio. Uh, not half bad, our good friend writes to us. Hey, Joel and Kyron. With both the Scorpio and the PS4 Pro now officially announced, will you be picking up either or both of these updated consoles? How do you feel about this new ir- 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 ah, uh, irritative console upgrade generation? I'm just not murdering the English language tonight, Kyron. <laughs> wow. Oh, that was tough. Uh, will these console refreshes impact on how the yet, still yet to be unveiled Nintendo NX is received? All the best, not half bad. So, will you be picking up either of these, current? At this Talking point, Talking about no. upgrades and things? Yeah. I mean, okay, there's a very, very easy way to determine this, and it's going to depend entirely on Final Fantasy Fifteen. Right, okay. If it runs better on the PS4 Pro... Mm-hmm. And I've waited ten years for this game. Yeah, and my crummy old PS4s running it like garbage. Right. I won't run out and get one, but I might start a savings for one. It'll move up the priority list. Yeah. But otherwise, like I don't know. I don't have a 4K TV. I don't feel the need for it. Scorpio, yeah. if anything, is a bit more alluring because we still we we still don't know what it is <laughs> exactly what it is. Yeah, we're still in the dark about that one. Um, I personally, me, no. Like I, I have no need to buy anything Microsoft related at the moment because they're exclusive. Don't, there's like maybe two exclusives that I'm interested in playing, which I think like 
Quantum Break maybe, and uh, I really, to be fair, I really do want to play. Um, I'm having a terrible night tonight. Sunset Overdrive. That's the one. Thank you, Sunset Overdrive. I really want to play that because that looks definitely like a game up my alley. But it is dirt cheap. I know, and that's the other thing. Like you know, it's but I don't want to pay, shell out for a console just to play that. Um, unfortunately. And things like Rare Replay I would play. I like I again, it's like the whole four K T V thing. I could yeah. I could go, alright, I could justify it if I had the money, but it's definitely not on my priorities list whatsoever. Um So yeah, I'd like no, I I don't think especially with the PS4 Pro, no, definitely not. My PS4 works fine. I've had it for two years. Yeah, two years now. Just over two years actually. I yeah, because Destiny is your market. Yeah, yeah, Destiny is my market. That was about I think it was last week was two years since it came out. So um, it's fine. Like, my PS4 works fine. I had no problems with it. It's been great. Touch wood. It's going to be fine. Um, if something were to happen to it, then maybe I'd go, okay, well, if I'm going to have to buy a new one, I might as well buy the Pro. But at this stage, there's no necessary need for me to upgrade whatsoever. And the Scorpio, I still have no idea. If it comes out and it's like, you know, the, the be-all, end-all, blowjob gaming machine that it, it um is maybe hyping itself up to be or whatever i don't know maybe i'll consider it but again there's no microsoft exclusives that i want to play desperately that i'm going i have to have an xbox for that interesting interesting times well yeah well that, that leads into the next part of the question which is how do you feel about this new iterative console upgrade generation <laughs> Like, I I think I've made it pretty clear, especially when it comes yeah. to the PS4 Pro. It's just it doesn't. Do we need it? Do we need it now? I mean, consoles are just trying to trying to stay relevant, man. Like yeah, like the like when you start dropping off on your unit sales, usually a slim is inevitable. Like it's mm-hmm. happened every generation so far, and that's really. cool. That's fine. That's that, that that's a that makes sense to me. I get where they're coming from with that because that's not promising something that's going to be a little bit better but not better enough that we need a a new console uh, it's weird and i just i don't feel like it's necessary i saw someone summon up quite nicely which was basically that the only advantage over pc is that consoles had is going to start diminishing pc is basically you have to make sure you've got the right tools for the games consoles is just plug and play Yep. that we might head down to down a road down the future where maybe your PS4 won't be able to play a game that runs on newer PS4s. Right. And that... So, who knows? That pisses me off a little bit. Like, I like the fact that I've just got a plug-and-play console. I can pop a game in and it, and it goes, you know, for the most part, you know, patches and things aside. But, yeah, if we're going to go down that sort of, you know... I don't mind... And, and, this is coming from someone who upgrades his phone every two years to the the latest iPhone. Like, you know, I don't mind doing it with that because that... It's a phone. It's a phone. And because there are plans, we have mobile phone plans that we go on to pay them off. I'm not shelling out 1600 bucks up front for this phone. If I had to do that, I'd still be using a 3315. So, I don't know. I just... It's, it's all a little bit icky to me that's how I feel about it anyway Mm. yeah like I said like I'm willing to see where it goes but 
at this mm. point the i just i still love a console where i can just plug and play i don't have to yeah. worry about checking compatibility with my model against what it runs on right yeah at this I point agree. it doesn't seem like that's going to be a risk but who knows like we're going down a road that could lead to that it's opening the gates to something yeah. a little bit more potentially sinister yeah uh so do you think the uh these refreshes are going to have any impact on on the nx a week ago if you'd asked me i would have said mm. yeah maybe but i mean after seeing the pro uh, yeah not really the scorpio maybe scorpio but, maybe but we don't again we just it's an unknown at this point and then that comes back to the fact that we still know, don't know anything about the fucking nx it's true like it's, if the it's NX the springfield out, mystery spot still like we don't know if the NX comes out as a handheld, but then has a console later, then yeah. again, it could be a moot point because the answer could be no. It's a completely different ballpark, yeah. But at this point with the NX, do I think it's going to affect it? I mean, I have seen tweets on the internet, or that's because that's where I spend my social media time on Twitter, <laughs> which are basically just people going, uh, well, Nintendo so far has done a good job of getting me excited for the NX by letting Sony and Microsoft talk about their platforms. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, that's an interesting way of looking at it. I can see it that. Really is. Like, after watching the PlayStation meeting, I was like, huh. I can't wait to see what the NX is like. Yeah, exactly. It's like, all right, cool. Can we move on to the next thing now? Like, you know, because I guess the NX feels like... Because it's, it's, it, that feels like a new console. Whereas it doesn't feel like this weird, in-betweeny, hybrid... This half-step up. Half-step, Yeah. They're, 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 Nintendo are basically saying, like, you know, this is the next console. We fucked up with the Wii U. This is our next thing we're doing. So that, I guess, that's that's more exciting and more alluring, I guess, than this something that we've never had to deal with before, which is this weird, like, half-step iteration. And plus, I'm just straight up a Nintendo fanboy. Yeah, for sure. You know, we'll buy it. You know, we're going to buy it. I will. Like, the second they give me a pre... Like, I could probably go pre-order now, but when I hear the official pre-order, like, I'm in. I'm slapping my money down. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still slightly reserved just because, you know, I just want to know at this stage, I just want to know what it is. I, if you listened to last week's episode, I said that a lot and I do. I just want to know what that is. I just want to know the info, the details. I want to get my eyes on it and go, all right, cool. Now I, I'm shoveling coal into the fire of the hype train. That's the, now I can do that. I mean, I also want to know, but like. It's if that's the new that's where the new Nintendo exclusives are going to be played, then that's mm-hmm. where it'll be. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's exactly. That simple, really. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll find out soon. Hopefully, maybe. Fingers crossed. Oh, Analysts are predicting early October. I think now. Early October. All right. Cool. It was September for a while there, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. But again, yeah. like Nintendo never do anything at TGS, and Shiggy and Co were in America for the Apple thing. Yeah, they were hanging out there. Things so. Unless they're filming a direct now, Joel. Well, hey, look, I I have no doubt that they're probably doing that. They have to be. <laughs> they have to be, Kyron. Seriously, it's just, I'm they getting ang- I'm getting anxious for them as a company. I'm getting anxious, going just no, you're leaving it too late. I feel like a, a, a like a concerned like- parent that my watching my my child go. I'll do my assignment later. I'm like, no, you need to f- you need to go to school and finish it so you can be a good person. Like, I'm getting anxious for them as a company. I think that's how I feel about it Here's right now. Here's the thing, man. Like, you can be as anxious for them as you want, but this has been a good year of growth for Nintendo between Mitomo, Pokemon Go, now Super Mario Run, 
Yep. Like yeah. Mario that's true. With, the, with the Olympics, the the closing ceremony. Like, yeah. Nintendo as a brand is starting to come back into the, I think, the forefront of people's minds, and that's yeah. more than anything what they need before they announce on the NX. Like that's true. We might be on the cusp of like another Nintendo Mania sort of thing. I hope so because I fucking yeah. love that company. I yeah, I hope so too. But I still can't help but feel slightly anxious about this whole situation. It just feels like you know, it's like less, almost less than a year than to when we're supposed to have the actual console out. Oh, Joel, you know, that's if it comes out in March. That's a whole. Oh God. Oh, see, that's what I mean. I just. Oh, anyway. I mean, it it kind of has to because. Otherwise, this entire fiscal year has been a write-off for them. But, yeah, you know, it exactly. could slip. It could slip. And and with them saying that Breath of the Wild's coming out then as well, and I know that's, you know, it could still come out for the Wii U, but they that'd be... No way. If they bring out Breath of the Wild, it's it's simultaneous on both platforms. Yeah, exactly. So that's the thing. Like, you know, that... Yeah, anyway. Oh, God. Thank you. Thank you, Not Half Bad, for getting me all riled up and anxious about you just got to believe joel you got to believe in Nintendo. i do i want to believe karen i want to believe <laughs> all right what do we get up next uh next we got a question from ben lovely he asks us what are some of the most unintentionally funny moments you've encountered in video games be them through glitches or user error oh boy now here's the thing he's baiting me into something here He's baiting into embarrassing myself in front of everyone with this question. Um, partly because I know him and partly because we were talking about this the other day and this is where this question came from. Um, oh, boy. Just anyway. get it out of the way, man. Yeah, so uh, a long time ago I was playing uh, Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker for the first time um, and I had Ben and another one of our friends over at our house, at my house, um, and so I was sitting there and I was trying to, to get into the wind temple. I got to the wind temple part and I was like, all right, cool. It's blowing a gale out the front. All right. But there was a rock blocking the way of me getting in. And so I was like, all right, pop my iron boots on, wander on up there. And I'm like, all right, well, there's a rock here. I need to blow it up. All right. So equip the bomb, which takes laughing. the iron boots off. And I tried to throw the bomb. And then obviously, because I wasn't wearing the iron boots, I get flown backwards and then blown up because I'm carrying a fucking bomb. And then that proceeded to me trying to throw bombs at it, which was getting blown back at me, and then still trying to do the same thing over and over again. And, yeah, so uh, Ben and my other friend had a fucking good old laugh at that one, and I have not ever been able to live that one down. You never will. No, no. And you brought it up again recently when the uh, the HD version came out, didn't you, Karen? Oh, I did, because I, I think mm. I sent you a picture, didn't I? Of you Mevers. certainly did. Uh because yeah because that's right because the hd version added the ability to take selfies yes it did so i took a selfie of myself next to that boulder and sent it to you and it was a good time fucking yeah so that's that's my you know unintentionally funny for everyone else involved uh except for me um and that was that was definitely user error um so thank you ben good times uh fucking bring that one up what about you karen well mine are mostly glitches and that's again funny that the question came from Ben because my answer, my first answer, is the entirety of Dead Island, which to this day, <laughs> I'm convinced that Dead Island is just a glitch that happened to just become a game. Like, I don't. <laughs> Some of the stuff that happened in that game, in my experience with uh, Ben and a friend, 
oh my god like at one point I, we were in a car because like obviously if you haven't played a Dead, Dead Island it's a four player mm-hmm. first person zombie game where you make weapons and blah 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 right but yeah so you can get you can get in cars and drive around and we were in a car and I don't remember the exact mechanics as to what happened but everyone it shit got messy and dicey and everyone bailed out of a car except for me the car the car sort of like spun into the horizon with me still in it <laughs> until my game crashed and I don't know I, I have to imagine that I'm still trapped in that car somewhere <laughs> maybe I never left maybe this is all a fever dream and I'm still in that car in Dead Island I don't know Karen Karen what, what's Dead Island? Don't don't you? It's the NX. <laughs> yeah, but basically, like all of Dead Island for me was just glitch after glitch after glitch. But it was <laughs> such a. Re- I don't think they're good games. I wouldn't recommend them. But man, am I glad I played them. They're fun games. Yeah, they're not. They yeah, f- yeah. Well, I guess fun is an interesting way to describe it. Funny yeah. games. I missed the boat because I didn't. No pun intended. I. I. But I missed the boat on those. Um, on those games because I didn't pick them up when you guys happened to be playing them, but I saw enough of you guys playing it to uh to get a feel for what the general you, vibe of the game you was. Did miss heaps, man. Like they were okay, but oh boy. Yeah. Well, we thought about going back to it, didn't we? Like you guys thought about picking it up again. The, I, the I want to be clear. Ones. I never, I never crossed well, my mind. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to no, do it. Nah, there's part of you you want to get back. No, and I was, I would, I would like to have gone, but. Oh, well. I will go to Dying Light before I go back to Dead Island. Oh, that yeah. So that's a game that keeps tempting me. Yeah, exactly. See? Really keeps anyway, tempting so me, that's, that game. Anyway, that's one answer. My other answer is another game that I'm still convinced in on the platform I played it on is just a series of glitches that somehow formed a full game. And that and was I, Fallout 3 Game of I, the Year edition. I can vouch for this one as well because I experienced these ones firsthand. There was a lot of them. Like, mm. I think it was... Point Outlook, which was the swamp one. Yeah. Um, I was wandering around and I saw like a shadow on the ground. Oh, no, yep. I saw like a speck in the sky. I was like, what, what's that? What is that over there? <laughs> and I, I walked my character over there and looked up and there was just a, a car just sort of floating in the sky. <laughs> and I was just kind of staring. Like, what, what did the bombs do to this world? Like, this had that is, car yeah. get up there? Why wouldn't it come down? I don't know. They threw off the gravitational pull of the entire planet. Oh, God, it was a mess. And just so many instances of, like, rad scorpion. It was, like, at one point a rad scorpion was sort of, like, clipping into the ground. So, (laughs) freaking out. And then he'd flip, and he just, he flew. He flew through the sky. Straight out of there. Straight out of there. He was done. He was gone. He just vanished. (laughs) I mean, like... Oh, God. I must admit, part of the reason I... From that, those experiences playing Fallout Three, part of the reason I like playing those Bethesda games is because I don't know. I find those glitches sort of somewhat endearing because they're not they're not impacting on your overall gameplay. They're not impacting on like you know crashing the game or save. Up. Yeah, wow. But you know, I kind of like those endearing things. But yeah, obviously they can have the nasty one, side effects. The yeah. one I did that did actually impact my gameplay was when i entered vats right and i was shooting at a guy and then i left vats except (laughs) i didn't (laughs) and the game was still running at that speed so i have to imagine the guy who i was shooting at must have used vats on me because 
was in slow-mo and I just it oh. just and there's also another one I, that didn't happen to me but I heard of it from a friend they were collecting yep. all the steel ingots that was the one I was thinking of too yeah, yeah. so there's a, an achievement in particular an achievement slash trophy for collecting I think it's a hundred steel ingots in a yep. in one of the DLC areas yeah, Operation Anchorage wasn't it oh, maybe it's that one I don't remember yeah. which one exactly but basically so there's exactly a hundred so mm-hmm. you have to get all 100. A friend was reaching. He was going for the 100th one. And it just fell into the terrain. Oh. Just fell into the earth and he couldn't get it and it was gone. It was gone forever. That reload saves. It was just, no. It's, no, it's gone. That, that, that still ingot is in the ground. Yeah. So, I mean, those glitches can have sometimes negative effects on things. Oh, but, yeah. Still but, fun. Yeah. But there are some, yeah, for us. Uh, but there are those fun ones, yeah, like flying red scorpions and you know hovering cars and things like that. I'll never forget flying red scorpions and horrible, like you know, nightmare fuel, like facial capture, like conversation tree moments where you know people's eyes weren't exactly oh. looking at you or that. Yeah, in Weird Bioware s- games. Oh yeah, yeah. Bioware games are the best for that. When you're having a conversation and your characters somehow like got themselves in front of the camera and blocking everything, yeah, <laughs> those are always fun. Good when times. When you're playing as when you're playing as a Kunari in uh, in Dragon Age Inquisition, and because you're so fucking big, you basically block out most. Bit. You're trying to talk to a dwarf character, and you're like, I can't see you. You're not there. All I can see is my back. That's all I can see. I think I die in a conversation in Fallout Four because <laughs> the conversations didn't freeze the gameplay. So I was talking to him. He was just getting shot in the back and it was just, he died. I was like, Ooh. not my fault, guys. I'm innocent. Didn't do it. I was just talking to him. It's all good. I'm just going to leave. Like, just take I had off. nothing to do with this. Stepping away. Oh, good times. Uh, thank you, Ben, for that one. That was a good question. Even for if me, it was. To, not so much for John. Yeah, I have to drag up horrible memories of my terrible gaming past. Oh, God. All righty. Oh, we've got a new question. Someone from a new listener this week a couple of questions from them a question from Naomi so Naomi asks us what two franchises would you like to see meld slash collab and why so that's part, that's question one we'll move on to the second one after that so Kyron what would you like to see mashed together this is another one of those questions that kind of made me just stare around my room yeah the this, lounge room around all my I, games my shelves I had pretty safe answers for most of the questions this week. This was the one that stumped me and tripped me up. Basically. So and I'm I, cheating I, on it too. I came to two conclusions. There are two... One, one of them is not so much franchises. It's, it's more developers, but... Right. They, they, the franchises those developers make, I would love to see crossover. It still can. Yeah, exactly. So the first one I was thinking of, and it's one that I've wanted ever since, honestly, since I played Bloodborne. Because mm-hmm. I, I love Bloodborne. I would right. love to see a Castlevania cross Dark Souls. Yeah, that'd be... Oh, yeah. I know that if you want the 2D variants, like Salt and Sanctuary is pretty close, but I'd love to play That's a true. 3D Castlevania that sort of, like, works like a Dark Souls. I think there's... That'd be so much fun. Yeah. Like, I mean, well, I guess, like, Four Honors would be close. Oh, no, not even. But yeah, I get what you mean. That, that'd be awesome, I think. And, you know, a 3D Castlevania game that wasn't God of War. Yeah, oh, lots of mm. shadow god, <laughs> and even the like the sixty four ones, which were just also not Ooh. very good. <laughs> I mean, oh. you could already say that there's some elements of Dark Souls that are very Castlevania ish, but I'd love to take mm. that gameplay and put it in like the Castlevania 
world of like Dracula and all those beasts and all that. I think it would be very cool. Yeah, it'd be kind of cool to like a like a cultural exchange program. It's like you know, you influenced us with our game, so we're going to influence you in your next game. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, Let's the only that. reason I know it won't happen is because Konami. So yeah, cross that off the list. The other one, Konami. was it? It was legitimately just like cheating because it's something I've mm. wanted ever since I played Marvel vs. Capcom three. Right. I want Nintendo vs. Capcom. Oh, yes. Give it That'd to me. That'd be amazing. Like, we have oh. Smash for all Nintendo characters, but I want to see, like, a Street Fighter-esque, like, Nintendo vs. Yeah. Capcom game. Like, yeah, Smash, Smash is a... It's, like, it's a it's a fighter onto its own. It's got its own sort of category of fighter. It's very different to those kind of 2D side-scrolly... Uh, I guess arcade you know, fighters. One-on-one, yeah, exactly, arcade fighters. So, um... Yeah, that'd be tops. That's who a dream. Like to, who would you like I, to see in it? Oh, who would I Character like to roster. see in it? Character roster. That, it, it would be a huge three. roster. All right, three of each. Give me, go. Three of each? Well, that's yep. easy, man. For Nintendo, it's Samus. Yep, lovely. Link. Yep. And oh, for different, I was going to say Marth, but you know what? We've already got a sword user. Mm-hmm. So I'll say Fox McCloud. Ooh, good choice. And for Capcom, it has to be... Ooh, has to be Mega Man X. Sorry, yeah. sorry, OG Mega Man. Like, nah, no offense. Mega Man X for sure. Um, then it has to be probably Amaterasu from Okami. Oh, nice choice. Because I love Okami and I always miss it. Solid. And Albert Wesker from Resident Evil. Oh, good. That, that is good. Yeah, nicely done. I put you on the spot with that one. That was good. I There's a that. lot of Capcom franchises. I was like, I want to take them all from like Resident Evil or Mega Man. <laughs> I'd love to see Frank Frank West whacking oh in there. Yeah, Frank West. Frank West would be cool. That'd be my choice. Um, yeah, nice, nice, nicely done. Um, what about you, Joel? You so, got, did you have an answer? I look. I I thought again. Yeah, very long and hard. A lot of my favorite game series are sort of either wouldn't work together or are very similar, so it wouldn't really make much difference. Um, so, like, I thought maybe. Maybe like a Borderlands game in the same sort of style of, as an Uncharted sort of cinematic uh, adventure game with like big action set pieces rather than sort of focusing on exploring open worlds. Because um, I'd like to sort of see Pandora from that angle, I guess. A more cinematic angle. Mm, yeah, like, yeah. and I guess like Tales from the Borderlands kind of was like that, but it's a little bit, it's very, it's a much smaller game. Yeah, like um, set pieces, like the sort of set piece gameplay that Uncharted has. Is yeah. just, it's just incredible. It's insane, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd like to see that. That'd be kind of cool. But I'm gonna cheat with my with my my next answer, um, because I was looking up on my shelf of what I've got around my room, and I saw my Toy Story uh, characters all up there. My my awesome, like legitimate licensed, uh, amazing Toy Story figures that I have, because um, I'm a massive Pixar fan, and I thought I would love to see. A Toy Story, Lego Toy Story. A Lego Toy Story game. One, two, and three, play through the whole story, bore my eyes out at the end, trying to escape out of that fire pit. Spoilers for Toy Story 3. Um, but yeah, I'd love to... I'd, that'd be, I think that'd be great. And there's already Toy Story Lego kits, so that, like, they have the license there. It could well, be done. Uh, Joel, isn't Toy Story 4 coming out in the future? 
No, I, look, I don't want to talk about that. I'm just saying, but with like that. with but that coming out, it do, it makes it possible. Yeah, I look. I'd love to see that. I think that'd be awesome, and I think it would work. Like it makes kind of sense. Um, even like uh, like ideally, I'd love to have like a Pixar universe, like Lego game. Even just a Pixar universe game, but like Lego. I mean, Disney universe. Disney Infinity was kind of like that, but um, rest in peace. Yeah, I know. It was a good game. So good games, um, but yeah, like like a Lego Pixar universe, like that'd be that'd be kind of cool. I could definitely get down to that. I'd lose all I'd lose a lot of hours in that game if that were a thing. But yeah, that's my that's my cheat answer to that question. Uh, and Naomi also asks us if you could pick one franchise to get an anime, what would it be and why? Well, yep. It's. There's so many. Yeah. I love anime, man. I, I would... Oh, jeez. Like, I already had Persona, which is an anime. Exactly, yeah. It's a yeah. playable anime, so I don't need that one. Yep. So I decided to go with... Uh, I'd love to see a legitimate Fire Emblem anime. Nice. Make it like the anime version of Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. That'd be tops. Fucking... You know, because if you play the Fire Emblem stuff, there is some, some of the games have some pretty... Not, not on the same level as Martin's writing, but there's some, some political stuff in the games. Yep. So it's not just straight turn-based combat. There are For motivations sure. behind the scenes, and, you know, you, you can get a good anime out of that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's like, I, it, for lack of a better word, it's like, from my understanding of it, it's like, you know, a little bit dating simulator as well, like Persona. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, it has that, that element to it, which makes for good anime anyway. So, the waifus. Yeah, yeah, the waifus. Every top, so that'd be great. Yeah, and the other one is just I was when I heard anime and which what franchise I would pick. Mm-hmm. Again, going back to my fanboyism, I want like a a Nintendo universe anime. Oh, ever since I saw that Kid Icarus uh, anime short for Smash yep. Brothers when it, they announced Palutena as a playable character, I'm like, yeah. I want this. And the um, the art for when they announced Cloud Strife by Tetsuya Nomura. Yeah, um, Cloud versus Link in that still shot. I'm like, give me, give me this as an Shit, anime. Yes, Just get that, put it in anime. I'll watch it forever. And even like the the Star Fox one they did for Star Fox Zero most recently, that was really cool as well. Like, I love the animation in that. That looked that was it was like 40 minutes long and it was really cool. Like, I like the look of that too. I could get behind that. Yeah, definitely. Mm, that's awesome. Um, so I had thought I I thought a little bit about this, and then it sort of clicked, and I went, ah, this is what I'd like to see, just because I'd like to see the story of it play out, um, in in that sort of in like anime style, uh, Metal Gear Solid, as an anime, I think that'd be awesome and good pick, yeah, like and as you said before, like Twin Snakes is already like batshit crazy anime style anyway. He so. fucking does a backflip, <laughs> dodging Sniper Wolf's bullet catches yep. his sniper rifle and fires at her. He yep. Jump kicks off a rocket and kicks it back at a hind. Oh yeah. Like give that to me in anime, just do Fuck it. Fuck yeah. I think that'd be awesome. And even like go through like the like the rest of the games. I'd love to see Snake Eater. Snake Eater as an anime would be kinda cool. Have some really nice moments in it. That ladder sequence. That'd be really cool. See that in uh, in anime form. It's a but long yeah, that, ladder. It's a long it's ladder. It's a long ladder. I love that though. I, that got it would be, it up would be the Dragon Ball Z episode where he just yeah, climbs like <laughs> just 20 powering minutes. up. Yeah, 
I, 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 that got brought up recently. I was watching a podcast and they were talking about that, and I was like, oh fuck, I forgot all about that part. It's so good. Um, I'm gonna say it. I love that latter scene, but do you know what scene overall in Metal Gear, but which is a long drawn out scene that mm. sticks with me more? Mm. As much as I love the latter sequence in three, right? It always gets knocked out for me by the microwave hallway in four. Oh yeah. And you're crawling down there and like as he gets to the end and you're literally just hammering oh, that button going come on snake you're fuck, nearly I there just do about it that. you're so close oh I forgot all about that one too shit and you're watching that, all yeah. your friends lose and like Raiden's lost all oh. his arms and he's got his sword in his mouth and it's just like come on snake you're so fucking close oh my god I forgot all about that holy shit that yeah, moment that's a good one. is probably the Metal Gear moment that I think of more, like most frequently it's yep. so good that's amazing, yeah. Oh, but I'd love to see those played out in anime. It'd be great. And I, again, like it, it's another one of those ones. Like much like your your responses as well. It would it, it makes sense and it would work. Like fuck, the story's crazy enough for it. Exactly. You know, it it it's, it's already essentially a playable anime as it is. So like it's yeah. I'd be oh, like, get but David Hayter back for it. If that happened, like geez, Otacon would just have a meltdown. In oh yeah. He would, he, I don't know how he'd function being in an anime. He'd have like some sort of self-referential, like fourth wall breaking moment. Just probably. like in my Japanese animes. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So, uh, so thank you Naomi for that one. Uh, that was a good question. It's a good fun question actually. I have to think about that one. Yes, it that was. was a, that was one of those was our thinker question of the week where we actually had to sit down and actually do some research and think about it. Um, <laughs> By research, you mean you, we just look around. Like, look around oh, us for like 15, shit. 20 minutes and go, oh, fuck, I don't know what to think about. Oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah, that's as much research we do in this show. Oh, shit. Um, uh, I know we got, we've got one more question. Lovely. Let's do from it. From Sean. Ah, Seanie. Our good friend Sean. He asks us, and this was a very easy question for me to answer. Yeah, me too. What is the shortest amount of time you've spent playing a game before realizing it was horrible and bailing? True crime, streets of LA. How Utter long? trash. 20 minutes. Okay. I hired it. I hired it. I got it home. So I thought, oh, it looks kind of cool. It looks like a GTA kind of game. Took it home, popped it in my GameCube, started it up, and went, this fucking sucks. It was one of the first <laughs> games I actually played, and I was like, you know what? This is this is utter just hot garbage like and took it back like pretty much straight away oh just oh, trash that and brink brink i spent a little bit more time trying to like but i've talked about that before um oh brink oh why'd you remind me of that yeah no sorry i'm bringing that it's one fine. up again it's fine <laughs> what about you man mine okay so mine wasn't as quick as 20 minutes but i also didn't rent my choice i purchased it the day Ooh. it came out it is um it is lightning returns final fantasy oh 30. no no, the game no, should have no. been called Kyron Returns Final Fantasy Thirteen. <laughs> I played it for an hour, and you know, so I don't. I also played the first two Final Fantasy Thirteen games. So again, part of me should have expected that I wouldn't like it, right? But I started playing it, and I was just so confused mm-hmm. as to what was happening. Like nothing about the game really operated like a regular Final Fantasy game, right? And I was just lost and all the, the time constraints and it was made for like multiple playthroughs and you only got experience for doing quests, not oh. combat. And I found enemies I couldn't beat. 
and I just I, I got to like an hour and I was like I'm I'm done I spent yep. $69 on this game and I'm never going to finish it it's going to go on my shelf and I'll be like wow Lightning <sighs> Returns that was a game that's oh that's that's so that that that's more heartbreaking than my answer mine's just like I played a game that like in hindsight now looking back on it like if I had the knowledge that I have now I would have looked at it and went that's fucking awful why are you doing this whereas this is a franchise that you have such a beloved connection to and I mean, a lot it of already, people have a to you. it had already had two bad games prior so I exactly yeah but still like you know but I gambled and uh, oh I lost now I should clarify that I have heard people say they really like it yep and they praise it for being so different but right. I was just so confused yep fair enough I mean you know that that first hour is really important. Like if it does, if a game doesn't like really gel with you in that first hour, even if the rest of the game sucks, if you can't get through that first hour without going, oh, what am I doing? Like yeah, exactly. It's you know. hard. And on the, on the inverse, there are games that have the opposite effect. You might play an hour and go, oh, am I really enjoying it? Bloodborne for me, I was really worried. I was so worried when I picked that up because I was I was excited for it and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna play it. And I bought it and I was on my way home to play it and I'm like. What if I'm? What if I can't play this game? Like, what if I actually am not good enough as a game player to play this game? What if I? What if I can't play it? And I'm like, it, it stressed me out a little bit. Um, oh, and oh then, Joel, welcome to the church of From Software. I know. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm I'm sitting in the pew, like writhing and throwing my head back in the Hallelujah chorus now. But um, yeah, at the time I was like, whoa, geez. So I mean, that that first impressions are really important. Um, but yeah, true crime, Streets of LA. What a <laughs> fucking horrible game. Well, that fra- that IP's dead now, so it, it is. Yeah, anymore. look, fucking. Oh, it's just holy shit. Like, I can't think of any other games that I've played where I'm just like this. What the fuck? And like, I'm a pretty optimistic guy. I have. I'm. I can always see like the good side of things. Generally, that that's my that's my blessing and my curse that I have that I carry with me. But that um. That was one of the first times where I, I, I played something or I'd, I'd experienced something and went, whoa, what a stinker. That is 100%. <laughs> no, yeah, I, <laughs> I will take that back. Thank you, sir. Please and thank you. Um, yeah, what a oh, garbage boy. game. Cool. Oh, All righty. That's, that's, uh, that's where we stick a bow on this one and we're wrapping yeah. it up. Jeez, oh, I was worried we were going to run a little bit short there for a moment, but... Uh, We've we've managed to hit the magic time we always do anyway. So we get we're getting too good at it. Yeah, we'll we have are. to like I don't know, handic- like handicap ourselves next time, like Yeah, no. We're just too good. Too good at getting this, this time frame down. I don't know, my 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 handle on the English language I think is enough of a handicap for me sometimes. <laughs> well, I guess that's fair. You'll and get my, there, Joel. And get my there. mixed my mixed metaphors that I got pointed out to by a a, 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 a listener <laughs> during the last week. And I, to which I reply with, yeah, I, I am aware that I do that. And every time I do one, I mentally kick myself in the balls because I'm just like, why'd you fucking say that for? That's the wrong thing to say. But anyway. Oh, poor Joel. Yeah. You'll get there. You'll get there. One day. We're, we're, we're good at this. We're doing fine. We're, we're doing happy. okay. We're having 13 fun. episodes in now. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, uh, thanks for listening. If you've reached this part of the podcast, we want to thank you for giving us your time we hope you enjoyed us talking about video games even if it was mostly 
just being confused about what the fuck the PS4 <sighs> Pro is. It's not going to end too. When that NX announcement happens, I've got a feeling we're going to be doing the same thing. See, but I don't know. I, I like Nintendo, so I'm more inclined to be like, yeah, but yeah. the PS4 Pro, I'm like, uh, uh, but what? Why? Anyway. Uh, anyway, so yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, you can check us out on social media. We're on Facebook and Twitter. Both of those accounts are just dialogue options, so you know, pretty easy to find us. Uh, otherwise, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at X. And what's your tag, Joel? At JoelyMac. Oh, look at that. You're getting so good at it. I'm trying to spice uh, it up now as well. Anyway, so we're going to let our wonderful theme song by Azuba Flux take us out, which is Strike Witches Get Bitches. You, you. And we'll see you, we'll, we'll talk to you next week. Or we'll talk at you and you'll listen to us next week. You better. <laughs> Catch you later. Bye. <laughs>